Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you once again for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on our Twitter feed, at Enthusiacs, or our YouTube channel, Channel Enthusiacs, where all our video content resides. Um, I am Jeff, or Baron Fang, your usual host, and today I am joined by Goose. How are you, Goose? Happy to be here as always. And we welcome back Vernon. How are you, Vernon? Good, good. Thank you. Well, um, let's start it off by covering uh, what everyone's been playing lately. How about you, Vernon? Um, I've been playing a lot of Fallout 4 um, mixed with some Chrono Trigger. Club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mixed with Chrono Trigger and uh, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Can I ask what platform you're playing Chrono Trigger on? Um, PlayStation Vita. Oh, of course, right. <laughs> I forget that you have one of those. <laughs> I, I sometimes do as well. Like, I go, like, months without without remembering that I have a PlayStation Vita, and then I dust it off, and it's like, oh, I have a PlayStation Vita. Oh, that's right, I'm still playing Chrono Trigger. I haven't finished yet. Uh, how about you, Goose? You know, the irony is I actually started playing Chrono Trigger about a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am but, without my bag packed. Isn't it so good? Oh, yeah, it's very good. But otherwise, I've been actually doing a run-through of the Saints Row series. <laughs> Oh, nice. wow. Okay. That'll keep you busy for a while. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, myself, I've been getting into Left 4 Dead 2. Um, I actually originally played it on the PC and almost exclusively um, multiplayer, actually. Um, and now I'm actually trying to go through the main campaign. I really enjoyed the main campaign for the first one, and uh, I'll probably see if I can co-op uh, the second one, too, because... Uh, I like the fact that they added proper melee weapons into it. It uh, really adds something uh, to the game I quite like. Uh, and the new scenarios and enemies and stuff are all pretty cool, too. I often wonder whether they're going to go back to Left 4 Dead ever. But, you know, this is Valve we're talking about. And they uh, they forget what they're doing for years on end uh, and, you know, <laughs> pop up someplace else. So I'm not holding my breath uh, on any Valve all... properties, much less <laughs> Left 4 Dead. It's all uh, Left 4 Dead confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> All that steam money. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's get to the uh, topic at hand. And um, Vernon, well, I think we all heard about it independently, but Vernon brought up uh, the topic, and I thought it was probably worth uh, discussing in a um, because it's timely and also because uh, th this is something that I think uh, – I don't think this is going to be the end of it. <laughs> I don't think Game Trailers is going to be the last casualty. Uh, sorry to be a downer, but – uh, so we're going to talk about the uh, the fall of game trailers uh, and just the, the rise of new gaming media that's replacing it in general. Um, game trailers went under, was it six days ago now, Vernon? Uh, it's about a week ago, yeah. Yeah, and um, I can't speak for YouTube, but uh, I mean, I can't sit here and say that it hit me hard or anything like that. Nothing surprises me in this day and age when it comes to the older concerns, but... Uh, this is a this is a place and a site that I used to frequent back in the day and in the pre YouTube area when I would watch video content this is one of the places I would do it and I I can I can think back to a time when it was one of the better places if not the best place uh, to go watch original content um, but it's been a long time since I paid much attention to them um, if it weren't for you know Jeff Keeley's adventures here and there. I I doubt I'd have heard anything of um, of significance out of them in um, well, it's been years for me. But uh, what about you, two? Vernon? You you mentioned you used to watch them back in college, and I, I can't imagine you're alone there. 
Ooh, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that was a big thing for me. That's where, like you said, like I got a lot of uh, a lot of the the, you know, the trailers that I used to watch um, when I worked at GameStop. Don't hold it against me. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, we would have this PlayStation Three set up, and I would download trailers to a to a thumb drive and put them on the PlayStation so we could have it on a TV where they were like <laughs> the latest and greatest, um, you know, video game trailers, and that's where I got them from. Wow. Um, but yeah, slowly but surely, I faded out from from game trailers, and you know, Jeff Keighley was also a a big a big uh, a big reason why I paid attention to them because I actually wanted to be a video game journalist like Jeff Keighley. Mm. Saying that now, I, re- I realize how ridiculous that is. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's my experience with the site. How about you, uh, Goose? Um, I, you're an avid YouTuber and probably have been uh, prior to both of us, but. Uh... Was game trailers, uh, you know, part of your regular viewing, or when when trailers launched, would would you have uh, frequented them back in the day? Oh yeah, definitely. In fact, right whenever they first came out, I was actually hooked on the TV network G4 when it had first launched. That was where I had heard about game trailers from. As soon as I saw it, I literally trolled the site all the time, would constantly just see if there's anything new. And I did that for years, mm. up until up until YouTube first yeah. got really big. Yeah, what, and... which is going to be a theme of this podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's I find it kind of ironic sitting here with two uh, people who you know make their own YouTube content uh, <laughs> quite often. Uh, did you ever think you'd be sitting here X number of years later talking about the death of game trailers in a in a world where people like yourselves can make content? you know at at your leisure basically i mean it's we've come we've come quite a long way haven't we <laughs> yes, oh, yes definitely I, um i don't i didn't think i would be you know talking about the you know the death of game trailers but at the same time i didn't it wasn't on my mind yeah um <laughs> game trailers hasn't been on my mind for a long time mm. um mainly because of you know other media outlets and me doing my own thing but you know it it just it always seemed like one of those video game sites like IGN or GamesRadar that would last for a while yeah. as the escapist. So I, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think that it came out of nowhere for the viewers as well as the employees because the employees heard that day uh, when they posted to their to their Twitter account. I think. Yeah, I uh, I, I used to f- to frequent um, Screw Attack quite a lot. Um, which I gather is still around, and I didn't realize this till I started doing a bit of research for the show that they and game trailers kind of shared content, or I can't remember which which way that happened, whether whether it was bi-directional. But I actually used to watch quite a lot of Screw, at, screw Attack material back in the day. Uh, you know, now anybody and their uncle, Goose included, can do a top five or a top ten list and put a video out. But there was a, which is no uh, no shot at you, Goose. But the reality is is that it used that used to be kind of a um, a, well, I don't know if unique is the right word, but it, it certainly wasn't as common as it is now. Uh, that that sort of stuff. Um, I, did you two um, follow? Do you two follow Angry Video Game Nerd? No. Yeah, that, not, he, that, oh, that yeah. was kind of where I discovered him was through uh, Screw Attack as well and, and through the connections to game trailers as well. So, man, I feel old saying that because um, I can remember when <laughs> when both uh, of those places got their YouTube accounts uh, and things changed. And boy, have they changed. Um, well, I mean, I mean, Vernon, you mentioned the operative word is that uh, they were kind of out of sight, out of mind for a while. So I take it you're, like myself, not really surprised to hear this, but um, 
do do you I mean you 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 were mentioning a list before we started uh, some other sites uh, joystick last year how many other sort of contemporaries of theirs have we seen disappear over the last few years well I I um I mentioned uh, GameFront mm-hmm. um obviously we're talking about game trailers and joystick is actually now Engadget um oh right so it's okay. still it's still around but under a different moniker okay um, but uh, that that's you know a couple of smaller sites here and there you know that's kind of uh, uh, you know that, that's kind of what I'm getting at is that the, you know there are a couple of smaller sites that I used to pay attention to that aren't around anymore either because they just they they stop they you know what most likely they just stopped making content they had other things to do um, you know kind of like us we all have jobs you know we all play video yeah. games we all do our own things um, so it, you know in that uh, you know we're all trying to carve out our little space our little niche on the internet um but uh you know sometimes it just doesn't work out but uh you know joystick actually we were talking about it before the before the show and i was like did joystick go under <laughs> i look it up and they're they're a different site now yeah uh, so but uh, and actually they're doing quite well they're still around wow wow um well i mean we, we've all read a little bit about what's happened and the, the the ownership situation has changed a few times over the years uh with game trailers and they've actually had a, a round of layoffs uh, a year or two years ago as well. So there's been um, fits and starts uh, along the way too. Um, is is there any one? I'll start with you, Goose. Is there any one thing that you think is contributing to these game trailer-like sites disappearing? I'll be honest with you, and this admittedly sounds somewhat cliche, but I think the industry began passing them by. Mm. They weren't able they weren't able to keep up with the changing face of the industry. Whereas most people back in the day, we used to go to game trailers was our source for everything everything about video games. Whereas now, it's the newer, it's the younger guys. It's like the Angry Joes or the Razor Fist out there that people are going to for their reviews, looking at games, that kind of thing. They're not so much going to quote unquote the bigger guys near as often. Yeah, and uh, Vern and I know you uh, watch a number of different gaming youtube personalities etc uh I, I was thinking about this and i and i and i realized later that it was actually something that you said to me a while back that kind of uh, planted this thought um I, th- I think i think a lot of the reason that these personalities uh, like your angry joes your sterlings your razor fists etc are doing so well is that they have something unique to say and they don't have a lot of overhead <laughs> you know they 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 they're, they're, and yet their production values and stuff can be – I mean I, I, I can watch an Angry Joe video and honestly look at it in terms of the quality of the editing and the sound and everything. And it's just as good as the content that was put out like by game trailers and other sites like that years ago. And that's you know a small group of people, one or two at most, doing that. Uh, I mean can you even – Vern, can you even justify having a company making this stuff anymore, a, lar- a large you know corporate concern? No. Um, the, you know, and I could have left it just at that, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I don't, I don't think so. There's so many, there's so many people, you know, rising up in the, in the, uh, in the ranks, especially on, uh, on YouTube and just, you know, making their own sites. Funny fact, Enthusiacs, we made our own site and we're cutting out our own spot on YouTube. So, you know, check us out and subscribe. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so the, you know, shameless plug aside, uh, PewDiePie, Sh- Smosh Games, I almost said Smosh for some reason, Total Biscuit, you know, Lore Runner, who uh, is an, actually an enthusiast favorite, who, who used to go by the name Arcane Gaia. Um, you know, all of these, all of these sites, you know, uh, so, excuse me, uh, you know, channels and stuff like that, you know, have 
a, a lot of interesting things to say. Um, you know, they're not they're not burdened by uh, you know having to you know please certain people. They have their own um, they have their own little corner. Um, they do their own thing, and you know whoever comes to them to you know follow them and stuff like that. Uh, you know that that's who you know that's who they uh they, you know the, the the viewers pay attention to um it, you know it's not necessarily that uh you know we need these i guess companies that are owned by the companies sometimes that make the games yeah. uh you know doing different uh doing different things and you know porting it as oh we're real gamers just like you it it doesn't work anymore um you know i think with the with the advent of gamergate we're all kind of we're all kind of wise to the act and yeah. you know we, you know a lot of those a lot of people who used to follow those are now youtubers because of that yeah. um so i think it's driving more and more traffic away and i think it gave rise to youtube red yeah i also find uh um i also find that when the uh the, the corporate sites attempt to um attempt to play the role of the, you know, the independent enthusiast that, you know, the genuine gamers, it comes off as kind of fake to me. Now, who were, who were the guys that were, um, it was actually, there was a girl in the group of four or five or whatever that were all losing their shit. Uh, when the, the final fantasy seven remake was announced, like that, do you, do you yeah. remember that? I, I can't remember what, who did the video, but all it I could watch. Yeah. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And, and actually, you know what, uh, as we, as we speak, uh, you know, um, Razor, Razor Fist, uh, Rageaholic, another YouTube channel that I, I quite enjoy. Um, he, uh, he came up with a video, you know, talking about game trailers and stuff like that. And just how his hate for their just ridiculous reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, I mean, if if that was supposed to be endearing, <laughs> I I don't I don't know what they were going for, but it sure as heck wasn't endearing. Um, I and uh and that that kind of comes to a point. Um, the all these independent personalities that you're talking about, not beholden to anyone. Goose, uh, do do you think that's why uh that's why they've become as popular as they are because they are independent. You, you what you are getting is a a single person or a few individuals like actual feelings on the on. The, on a game, on a on a genre, whatever, like you you can actually assuming assuming that you do have some sort of a bond or trust with the personality in, in general, you're, you're not having to worry about whether there's some behind the scenes backstratching going on. Is that is that what people like about these personalities that they subscribe to? I think so. In my opinion, one of the bigger issues the big guys are having is even if they're not in the pocket of the industry, the perception out there is that they are. That they are yeah. <laughs> and when you see the videos like you were talking about, the obvious fake reactions and whatnot, it, it helps bolster that opinion that these people are just paid to react to something. Whereas the little guys, you get the feeling that they don't have a corporate backer. There's no one telling them if you say something wrong, you're going to lose revenue. They don't have that worry over their head like maybe a big company might. Yeah. I, I might be out of line saying this, but I, I, I think when I look across the, the most popular of the personalities out there, um, th there's a few exceptions here and there, but the ones that are the most, um, not, not cynical, but the, the ones that don't get caught up by the hype, <laughs> you know, are, are the ones that seem to have attracted quite a lot of followers. I, I, th I think that that plays with you know, the the average gamer, you know, the average gamer has been burned a lot. The average gamer is probably sick of seeing journalists slaver about something that you know, doesn't deserve to be, you know, hyped to the to the nth degree. I, I, I think uh, I, I think when you see somebody just, you know, going o with an over the top reaction to a game that's coming out without being the least bit, you know, wait and see about it. 
um, I, I think you're immediately um, putting some distance between yourself and the audience if, if you're not sharing that. Because, you know, we, we haven't all got money to throw around on bad games, right? And I think somebody who remembers that and has that sort of wait-and-see attitude rather than the, I'm getting this day one <laughs> no matter what attitude is, is probably someone who's a little easier to relate to. Um, and yeah, that's kind of uh, that's that's a big reason I want another you know YouTube personality. I review Tech USA. Um, yeah. You know, he'll give like um, he'll give uh, you know a, a reaction to some type of news and stuff like that. And uh, by the way, reaction, I'm not paying fine bros a dime. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got the root word of react in there, Vernon. So it's a fine that's line. That's as possible. Not getting a check from me. Um, so. Review Tech USA, you know, has these reactions of, you know, on on a on news and stuff like that. You know, they may be late sometimes or whatever, but you know, like I said, life. Um, so in that, uh, you know, he'll give his excitement, he'll give his thoughts and everything like that, and it seems more genuine because there, it doesn't, it's not like, oh my god, I'm so hyped, I'm gonna pre-order it right now, and then that's it. Yeah. It's more going over past experience, maybe with the company or you know, past games and stuff like that, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, going over predictions and stuff like that uh, because he does pay attention to that stuff. So it, it just it seems more it seems more genuine because it is just him. Yeah, a willingness to call a spade a spade. You know, even Angry Joe, I'm not his biggest fan, um, and I do find sometimes he'll get overly excited about stuff. But to be fair, if something sucks, you'll he'll start off that video, and what'll he say? <laughs> you done fucked it up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he won't hold back. And I and I think that's probably a large part of the reason that he's got as many followers as he does. And I, I can't say very often that I go to one of the, you know, the larger sites and get that sort of uh, blunt assessment <laughs> of things. And Even I, if the bigger guys don't like something, you'll see the language in their reviews where they're like, yes, it could, it's, it could be better, but yeah. and they'll try to like polish the language a little bit. Yeah. And to me, Goose, that smacks of trying to walk the line of not being incendiary so that you can still have advertisers and stuff. And uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I realize that they have to pay for their existence somehow, but there's a lot of other people out there that don't have to walk that line. Um, and that brings me to a question about uh, advertising. Um, do either of you use ad blockers? I'm just uh, just wondering because I don't, and I seem like I'm. it seems like I'm the only person that doesn't. I read the stats, and everyone and their uncle uses them. I actually don't. Yeah. I do. How about you, Goose? I do, depending on the site. Yeah, actually, you know, that that is, to be fair, that's probably the most common comment that I that I hear about ad blockers. I, I, I don't encounter many people that use them universally, but in, in a day and age where you do have them, and, I, I mean, stop me if you guys disagree with me, but I think part of the reason that ad blockers have gotten as popular as they have is because the sites and the advertisers went too far. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they push people yeah. past the point where they were willing to put up with them anymore. Um, I, I'm getting there myself, you know. It's so I I think uh, I, I think advertisers created that monster, so it's kind of hard to feel sorry for them as their uh, advertising dollar gets ever lower. But uh, in a world where Actually, it's sorry, is it just me or is it? Uh... When you go to some of these sites, like uh, Engadget, um, yeah. I'm on right now, um, it's at, at first glance, like if you don't pay attention to it and you're looking for, you know, the, the latest articles and stuff like that, some of these ads look like the articles. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. it's it gets it gets to be very confusing at points. I don't know if that's just me. No, no I've, I've done the same thing, Vernon, where I've been uh, tricked into clicking on something that wasn't the rest of the article or a article. Um, they all do it. 
Um, and uh, I, I, you know, I think people are getting less and less tolerant of that. Um, but you know, like I said, uh, in a in a world where people are using ad blockers as much as they are, the already sparse advertising dollar is getting even harder to uh, to come by, harder to make a living off of. Um, these small organizations or one person can get by on. Uh, can often get by low overhead etc you know these companies like game trailers uh i i don't think that they can survive off of what google ads and stuff like, like that pays so um cool. and if they're not doing targeted ads um or even if they are if are they getting enough hits to <laughs> to make uh, a living off of that i i would i would suppose if they're going under uh th then they probably haven't got a model that works i mean cool. but what what hope do they have goose like uh is there is there a, a model out there that works that they could be following, or are they just too big to survive? I think at this point it does go to – some of it does go to the too big to continue kind of deal because if you don't meet your overhead, not only do you have to let people go, which is the saddest part of this whole game trailers thing is how many employees just up and lost their job with very little notice. Mm. But I think the big thing is that that made the rise of Adblocker what it was is it, the – sentimentality became that these companies had literally just sold out. Mm. They weren't doing it because they liked it. They weren't doing it because it was their passion. They were just trying to make a buck. I think one of the most well-known images of going back to Jeff Keighley has got to be him sitting on the stage with the Mountain Dew and the Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it was, and pe people just took that and the meme level was over 9,000 with it. And yeah. it, that became like the, the face people had of gaming media for a while. Yeah, and uh, you, you could almost say now, looking back, that perhaps that was the f first nail in the coffin for their credibility and perhaps even his, um, because you know uh, it, that that joke hasn't gotten old. <laughs> all, all these years later, it's uh, still getting referred to. People have long uh, long memories when it comes to this stuff. Um, Vernon, do, I mean. Do, do you see a model out there that actually works uh, that, that could save some of these companies or, you know, is, is this just an inevitable – is it a case of once there's fewer of them, there's, there's enough of a market for a, a reduced number to survive or are they in a position where they're going to have to change or die? I don't know um, because honestly, a lot of the uh, a lot I, I have to kind of make a point here because um, yes, we're you know we're all kind of paying attention to YouTube now and stuff like that. But you know, at some point, um, there's going to be a challenger that's going to rise up against YouTube. Yeah. Um, and I'm already starting to get kind of sick of like every time I watch a video, there's an ad that pops up before in the middle of or after the video that I'm watching. Yeah. But that wasn't the case before. And I understand that, you know, yes, they, you know, they have to, um, you know, make their money some way, but you could say that about the, you could say that about IGN. Um, yeah. Say that about the <laughs> once famous game trailers. So I, I don't, I don't know, um, because honestly, I'm, I'm starting to get tired of YouTube now, too. Um, it's not at the point where I'm ready to like where I'm ready to quit. But I'm just like I'm, I'm really I'm noticing it more and more now and just getting super annoyed. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, on, on the subject of who might be on the chopping block, uh, do we <laughs> are, are there any out there that uh, we think might be at risk? Um, I mean, there's. Uh, there's a there's a few of the larger ones that have been on you know shaky ground at one time or another. Is there any predictions about who might be next on the chop, chopping block? Or uh, <laughs> give me a minute, uh, Goose. <laughs> if uh, if you look at like for example 
how many viewers each website has. For example, going back to Game Trailers, you can track over the years they've gotten fewer and fewer people coming back to the site. Yeah. You see a site like, for example, Polygon, last couple of years, their numbers have been dipping, not nearly as far as Game Trailers, but they have been starting to dip a little, whereas a site like, for example, IGN's numbers are actually higher than usual. So I think it really is going to depend on who can court the viewers the most. And the people who can are just going to be, like, for example, Polygon, if they keep on this trend a couple years from now, we might be doing a special about them. Yeah, boo-friggin'-who. That's, that's, that's <laughs> – you know, it just popped into my head is Kotaku needs to go. Um, I, you know, I'm not getting – like, I just – I don't – I don't like. I've never liked their model, um, and just the the, the clickbaity thing that's that's going around, and it, it just it really bugs me that uh, that uh, you know that that happens so much. And Kotaku is so guilty of all of that. Um, Kotaku so reminds me that... a lot of like the BuzzFeed of the game industry. <laughs> it's like they they take different articles from anywhere, and then they try to put quote unquote their own spin on it. That's and it, so good. It, it, st- it stinks of plagiarism to me, of to a point. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I mean, of it like that. I mean, you don't even have to go as far as plagiarism. How how much of it is actually original in a way that isn't just purely incendiary? I mean, uh, a lot of these popular YouTubers manage to do original without being. Um, I don't even know what's the word. Uh, salacious, like <laughs> they, they they can they can make their own original content without it without it being deliberately designed to to piss people off and 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 get clicks for the sake of clicks. Um, I mean, you you almost get the sense that it's you know being created for an for an audience, you know, which you know God forbid. Um, the the subject of um, the, sub, the subject of, uh, of amateurs versus professionals came up a, a, a while ago, um, and, and I guess I think I was angry. You know, I mentioned in particular. Um, is is there <laughs> another thing I've noticed is I, when I do go to the big sites, I'm not really seeing anything from them that someone couldn't do on their own with a little time and resources. Uh, I mean, do either of you go to any of the larger sites and actually find something there that is above and beyond what the average or better than average youtuber can do these days is is there actually something that they have to offer in terms of quality or production that can't be can't be found elsewhere i mean i'll be i'll I'll be honest with you the only way i see that the bigger guys have the advantage on like the youtuber is when things like for example um e3 when it comes around right because the youtuber doesn't have near as as much as access as like the big guys do i don't know there's a couple uh, exceptions to the norm there but i generally agree with you but otherwise, most of the time, I get my gaming news from you guys, so I can't really speak to what the big guys had <laughs> yeah. to offer. <laughs> well, look, yeah. I, I sorry, Vernon, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, you know, those, uh, those, those channels that, uh, or I'm sorry, those channels or those, uh, those websites that have that type of access, um, you know, you, I usually, you know, pay attention to them a little bit more, more than I would usually. Um, just because, you know, I, I can't go to E3, I can't go to GDC, um, or, uh, PAX and stuff like that, which, oh, I'm meaning to go. So, um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know. Next question. (laughs) Um, we've talked a little bit about the trust side of things. Is there anything that the, you know, game trailers, contemporaries can do to improve trust to, to, um, to even bring it approaching the level of some of the you know more independent YouTubers, or is there 
is their model just by its own nature like less trust like Ver, like Vernon are you ever going to find yourself on one of these more traditional sites and and be able to swallow what you're hearing in the same sort of way that you would from one of the you know more independent personalities is that even possible in this day and age never really thought of it like that um i just stopped uh you know really paying attention to uh you know the the bigger sites in in uh in lieu of the smaller sites coming out and, and the smaller uh you know the smaller guys the little guys uh, the underdogs and stuff like that you know i've been i've really just been paying attention to you know what i what i like and you know what i agree with and sometimes you know they say things that i don't agree with but it's uh you know i, I still pay attention to them because i have that respect yeah um, so i guess i have that i have a you know a, a lot more respect for the you know the smaller guy and so i guess yeah maybe uh maybe i, I have a little bit more affinity for the small guy than i do for you know the the sites that you know may in fact say the same thing or report on the same thing but I, you know, would you take them at their word? Yeah. Uh, so I guess not necessarily. Although I'm not, I'm not looking to mistrust them either because I have alternatives to go to. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's a, a thing that's playing into it too. Yeah. Goose, you ever see yourself getting drawn back into, you know, following the uh, sort of mainstream or o- older school uh, media, uh, gaming media, or do you just see yourself as a, as a, a you know? As someone who's going to be following the, uh, the newer sources of information and that ship has sailed? I feel like the big guys, they can bring people, myself included, back. It's all it's a question of transparency. For example, when a little YouTuber is talking about a game, they'll tell you right at the front. If, for example, they were given a review copy or something, they'll say, I was given this for the purpose of the review. So people know, okay, that's – so they're being transparent about it. They're telling you right at the off. I was given this to review. I think if the big guys did that same thing, that same level of transparency, hmm. it wouldn't. Fe- people wouldn't feel like that. Well, are they being paid for this review? Is this like you know what the developer wants me to hear? Yeah. Whereas with the big, with the smaller guys, they know that just because they got a review copy, the fact that they're being honest about it right up front, it helps ease the comfort level. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they're going off the assumption that we already know that they were given, uh, you know, a review copy, so therefore they don't have to say it. But like with the the you know the Metal Gear Solid boot camp thing, where the reviewers were kind of marooned and stuff yeah. like that, and only and, a handful of them actually put their hand up and said, "By the way, this this is what happened," and <laughs> yeah, this is this is how we reviewed the game, uh, you know, and the few that did got a little bit of kudos and respect for that, and. I often think, you know, if maybe a, a few more of them would do that, maybe they'd ha- have more trust than they do yeah. and more viewers as a result of that. Um, well, thanks, guys. Um, I Yeah, I just thought this uh, this being a, 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 a current event it was worth discussing. Um, there's probably more to be said about uh, gaming media in general, but we can save that for a future discussion we've uh, we've covered journalism in the past and sort of transition to youtube as well and uh i i, I don't think uh, this is going to go away i i do wonder though uh i i i for my, for me i having seen the sort of copycat behavior that some of them are uh that some of the older sites are uh, sort of relying on i don't think the answer is for them to just do let's plays of their own and do um podcasts of their own necessarily i mean th- that's not yeah, a bad thing but if they're if all they're going to do is just copy what uh what, what the independents are, are doing i don't really see them doing it any better so 
they, they've got to come up if they've got to, they've got to provide something that you can't get elsewhere and it's just hard to argue that they actually other than access have uh, something else to offer um it's kind of like the difference of going to the gaming industry it's like the difference between a triple a title yeah. and an indie game if an indie game is for example like 8-bit graphics very low textures and things you forgive it because it's in it's independent it's on its own whereas if a triple a title does that you're like come on you're triple a we expect yeah. more i feel like with the gaming media it's basically the same thing mm. you don't mind if like the youtube guy has like you know screen filtering on his green screen or something but if you're on <laughs> But if you're on IGN, you expect it to be like top tier. Yeah, yeah, and and yet that quality doesn't that that quality doesn't necessarily translate to other areas. The writing's not any better, you know. It's <laughs> it's there's really nothing about it that you're going to find that you're not going to find a better version or at least as good someplace else. Um, and you know, if if they if they think that people aren't going to be able to find an alternative that's uh, less um, objectionable elsewhere, well, I, I think more of them are going to go under unless they find a way to do things differently. Thanks, guys. Um, as I set up the start, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at, uh, at Enthusiax, our YouTube channel where all our Let's Plays and uh, Goose's content uh, regularly resides. You can join in the forum discussions on Enthusiax.com up in the top right-hand corner uh, if you want to uh, join in the discussions there. Uh, our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiasts.com if you've got any questions, feedback, or suggestions for show ideas. Uh, thanks again to Vernon and Goose, and join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you.